Hello folks, this is Larry Schaefer with Living Scripture Daily. Thank you for joining me on my journey of discovery of God's amazing Word. Today we are continuing on the topic of Jesus loves sinners. He runs towards you, not away from you. Listen to this very important phrase. You cannot sin your way out of his heart. You cannot sin your way out of his heart. The Bible says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving kindness. That's from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31. When the despicable, good-for-nothing prodigal son was still in the distance, his head bowed, his shoulders shrunk, unbathed, clothes tattered, walking towards his father's home, the father ran toward him and embraced him. It was not customary for a wealthy and noble Hebrew man to run. To run, to, especially toward a known sinner. This would be quite unbefitting for a noble man of honor. The neighbors considered this father a fool. But it didn't matter to the father. He ran toward his stupid, arrogant, foolish, and sin-soaked son. His son could not sin his way out of his father's heart. Jesus runs towards sinners, not away from them. Well, it's actually a good thing that the son sunk low to a place of utter despair. Why? Well, as long as he was intent on making it big on his own, there really wasn't much the father could do to help the son. He was out there on his own with visions of wealth and pleasure and power. The son actually repudiated his father and demanded his inheritance. And after squandering his fortune and finding himself utterly impoverished, making a fool of his father, the Bible says he came to his senses. Ah, that's such an important phrase. The prodigal came to his senses. All of us who love Jesus have had this happen to us to one degree or another. At a low point of despair, God kindly flashed a light into our rebellious heart. He gave us enough light to help us come to our senses. In our low point, he gave us a moment of clarity and we look toward him. Well, God says, I have drawn you with my loving kindness. The prodigal was in a low place, but low places are often the places of clarity, of epiphanies, of enlightenment. So in this moment of clarity, the prodigal son realized what he had done. A glimmer of hope, a small glimmer, flashed before him. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your hired hands. I think this is fascinating. Just like us, with the realization of sin, the son hoped that the father would simply accept him back. He didn't expect blessings. He hoped for at least a bare existence of work, food, and water. Can you relate to that way of thinking, friends? We often don't realize and accept that God wants to bless us with an abundance of blessing in spite of our sins. Yes, there is certainly the natural and the spiritual law of sowing and reaping. Don't get me wrong. Our sins will produce natural results such as loneliness, despair, strife, and relational difficulties. But our level of sin doesn't cause God to push back from us in his mercy, grace, and compassionate care. 
draw near to him and he will draw near to you, regardless of your level of sin. Well, is your view of God the same as the prodigal toward his father? When you go to God seeking restoration, whether it's for the first time as a new believer or whether it's every time in your Christian walk, is your view of God's work of restoration simply functional? Does God restore us with his index finger wagging in our face? Does he assign us to a lowly station and tell us we have to work our way back up into his favor? Does our guilt cause us to think of ourselves as only God's hired hand? The story continues in Luke chapter 15. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. Quickly bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fattened calf, kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. And they began to celebrate. When it comes to the restoration of his children, God goes all in. It's like he's waiting, anxious to spring into action, wanting to give his all, watching and listening for the faintest call for help, ready to run, longing to hug and to kiss. Wow. This is an amazing revelation of the heart of God. Two men went up the hill to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a thieving tax collector. The Pharisee prayed to himself, thanking himself that he wasn't a sinner. He was happy with his own self-righteousness. Oh, but the other man, the filthy, rotten scoundrel of the community, he couldn't even raise his eyes to prayer. In utter humiliation, he asked God for mercy. Help me, I'm a sinner. Well, the Pharisee walked down the hill alone. But Jesus ran toward the other man, the sinner, embraced him and kissed him and walked down that hill with his arm around him. Well, this is the same Jesus that runs toward you. He loves to wipe away your sins and will walk with you arm in arm for the rest of your life. Christians, he will draw close to you even when you sin. He's the healer of your soul in salvation when he forgives you once and for all. And he's the healer of your soul in sanctification as he walks close to you for the rest of your life, even when you fall into deep sin. He especially draws near to you in your deepest time of need. There is no sin so great in your past, in your present, or even in your future life that will keep Jesus away from you. This reality does not easily fit into our view of how things should work. But praise God, his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. There's no sin you have done, you are doing, or will do that Jesus will not forgive. The question is, is can you accept that reality? Well, have you ever felt like Jesus could never forgive you? It's time to put those feelings behind you. It's time to draw near to him, not run from him. It's time to say, Jesus, help me, forgive me, save me. Father, shine your light deep into our hearts. Draw us out of the dark. Keep us from lurking in the shadows where we feel we deserve to be and place us into your arms of love, grace, and blessing. 
We know clearly we don't deserve it, but nevertheless give us the courage to accept your blessings, which are abundant and overflowing. You endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy that was set before you, the joy of saving sinners such as I. Amen. Amen.